Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Eric Henry. Eric is president of TS Designs. He has been in the screen printing business for more than 30 years. As president, his duties are sales, research and development, and marketing. He's also the public face of TS Designs, attending trade shows, giving speeches to groups and universities, and hosting tours of the TS Design facility. His enthusiasm, energy, and dedication have gained him a certain level of notoriety at most of these events, awarding him the Sustainable Champion Award from Sustainable North Carolina. So, Eric, welcome to the IHEMP Revolution. Good afternoon, Coach. Glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you, Eric. Earlier this year, the Hemp Road Trip, which I was an ambassador on, visited TS Designs in Burlington, North Carolina there, and you gave us a tour of your facility. And as I came through the door and looked up, I stopped in my tracks and saw your mission statement on the wall. It said, People, Planet, and Profit. And Rick said to me, Coach, that's you. And I says, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's the iHemp revolution where we discuss the benefits of growing and using hemp for people, planet, and profit. So, Eric, how does your mission statement read? We want to be a successful company by simultaneously looking after the planet, people, and profits. Super. Great. Eric, can you give us just a little bit more information about yourself and how you got started on your journey in the t-shirt business, and what is your plans for hemp in the future? Sure, Coach. Uh, good grace. I've actually been in the business now pushing 40 years, I think it's 38 years, but I, I got started when I was a um, student at North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I just uh, started a little uh, business out of my college dorm mainly to uh, have a little extra spending money. I tried some other part-time jobs. I had a lot of part-time jobs in high school and I just couldn't find a job that would match up with my class schedules and my time off and things like that. So I saw a need, this goes back to 1978, um, at the uh, college level where there was a lot of need for t-shirts and um, but the organizations on the universities didn't really know where to go get those t-shirts. So I essentially put together a, a sales and marketing company called Creative Screen Designs. And what we did is we would make the connection between the people at the colleges and universities that wanted t-shirts and the manufacturers that would make those t-shirts. I grew that business um, fairly well. I transferred over to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. And then as I was approaching my senior year with 18 hours ago with the economics degree, uh, I did what my parents didn't want me to do. I dropped out of school. I uh, had built the business to the point where I had um, a bunch of other people working for me. I enjoyed what I was doing. Um, I was making decent money. 
Um, and so uh, recently, or right prior to that, I met my business partner, uh, Tom Sine, who had was a few years older than me and had started TS Designs uh, as a manufacturing company to print T-shirts. So uh, we incorporated TS Designs, I guess this is about 1980 by that point in time. Uh, he was the CEO, I was the president, and then we were off to the races. Uh, we grew uh, TS Designs to be a high-volume contract screen printer. We had companies like Tommy, Nike, Gap, Polo, very successful company, got us in the building we're in today, 20,000 square foot building, 100 plus employees. Uh, things were going great. We invested our time, took care of our employees, uh, paid great wages, great benefits. And then January 1, 1994, uh, that was when NAFTA became ratified. Within two years, uh, laid off about 80 people, completely destroyed our business and apparel and textiles in this country. That was my wake up call. There's more to a business than a bottom line. Um, I had a good friend, Dr. Sam Moore. And again, we're now into the, um, the mid nineties. They introduced the idea of a triple bottom line, sustainable business model, people, planet, profit, all those things, the things that were in my heart, but I never saw them galvanize as a business mission. So, um, that's when we changed the mission of our company based on a triple bottom line. And that's the journey we've been on ever since. Um, we have totally, uh, changed the way we print t-shirts. Uh, we develop a much more environmentally, environmentally, uh, process. Um, and then eight years ago, we took another big step and, uh, we created a brand called Cotton of the Carolinas. Matter of fact, we got a big thing coming on public TV next week. I have to send you a link for that. It talks about about 30 minute show on Cotton of the Carolinas. But essentially what we do, we have, um, created more of a supply chain. We buy the cotton from the farmer in the Carolinas. As we like to say, we go dirt to shirt. We do it 600 miles. We impact 500 jobs. And we do it in a completely transparent supply chain. You know, we have seen what we've done to textiles and apparel today. And the, the TED Talk I did about two years ago that was titled 98%. That's the percent of clothes that now are made overseas. So, um, Back to the the hemp perspective, um, and it was again I have to have to blame it on NAFTA. Uh, NAFTA got us looking at again a running a business beyond the bottom line. So uh, you start looking at the business and everything, every service that we utilize, every product that we buy, we have to know not only what the bottom line impact is because you got to write the check and pay for it, but what is the social environmental impact. We print t-shirts. T-shirts are made out of cotton. Well, what other natural fibers, because this, this rehance print and dye process we developed works on natural fibers, doesn't work on synthetics. So again, this probably goes back at least uh, 10, if not 15 years. Um, what other fibers would our process work for? And that's when I came across hemp. And um, I was just, you know, blown away. Uh, not only um, how well it works for apparel and fabrics and fibers, but just the uh, the benefit of hemp over cotton uh, was just amazing. And uh, again, I was I just could not believe why we wouldn't allow our farmers to grow it. Uh, so I have again been interested in uh, 
as I said, it's on one of my personal bucket lists to see uh, industrial hemp legalized in this country. Matter of fact, it was legalized um, in North Carolina in uh, November of last year. But then also be able to take that hemp fiber and just like we did with cotton at Carolinas, not only let the farmers benefit in growing it, but let's keep that fiber here in, in the Carolinas and let's make apparel with it. Let's create jobs. I'm a big fan of supporting and working the community in which you live in. Uh, there's nothing, you know, we're not going to get away from this global marketplace, but I think the global marketplace ba uh, based solely on price is what has caused a lot of the devastation that we've had in our country and our communities and with the middle class. I mean, it's the, the rise of the, the big box stores in the Walmart where the, uh, the corporation were focused on the bottom line and using the global marketplace and cheap labor, you know, as I said, it's benefited a few and it's hurt a lot. So um, I've become, since the uh, passing of the hemp legislation here in North Carolina, and again, there's, it's, I guess Kentucky might have been the first, uh, but this revolution that is this that's coming across the country, uh, it just can't happen fast enough. So um, I'm involved with the group here in North Carolina that is definitely uh, gaining traction, doing a lot of work. Uh, we're somewhat challenging the state because um, our state is requiring us to put up $200,000 just to uh, form the, the Hemp Commission Board, but we're on the way to getting that, that money secure, the board in place. And I would love to see, you know, uh, hemp seed in the ground by 2017. But what we're doing is making sure not only um, this happens for our farmers, but also making sure that we don't end up with like we have done with a lot of other commodity industrial agricultural products, you know, corn or wheat or chicken or beef, where uh, it's all based upon price in the global market. So again, you're, you're, you produce a product ship around the world. I'm interested in uh, growing hemp in, in the South and keeping the South, again, to create jobs and keep those benefits here. So that's, that's a rambling answer to your question there, Coach. <laughs> that was a great answer, though. So, so what, uh, what is the biggest benefit that hemp can offer TS Designs in the future, in a couple years? Oh, I mean, I think, first of all, the environmental uh, impact. Uh, when we first started cotton in the Carolinas, the vision was uh, to grow organic cotton in North Carolina. We were pretty much successful one year and found it was extremely difficult to do that. Uh, we are trying to work with uh, our local land grant university, NC State, to see if we can find a way to do it. But in the meantime, uh, cotton that's grown in North Carolina, we're the, either the, the third or fourth, maybe the fifth largest grower of cotton in the uh, U.S. But it is GMO conventional cotton. So when you look at the, uh, the hemp aspect, to the cotton aspect, a lot less inputs, uh, less chemical inputs, less water inputs, uh, more fiber per acre, however you want to describe it, than cotton. So you've got that benefit. Um, the other benefit is uh, it is just a much durable uh, fiber than cotton. You know, another thing that we've come to realize, uh, we have to move away from this consumption society and I, what I like to say, buy better um, products that last longer 
and not this whole thing they talk about fast fashion where it's cheap, it falls apart, and you're buying on a regular basis. So most likely, from our perspective, to give the consumer uh, on a, a T-shirt, it will be a, a combination of both uh, cotton and hemp to give it that hand. But then uh, as you move into wovens, uh, and again, we've got right up in Greensboro, we got Cone Mills, who is a big dinner manufacturer. I always like to tell people, uh, a hemp pair of jeans, uh, you might outgrow them, but you won't outwear them. Um, so I just think there's benefits from building better um, apparel products. And what I'm hoping, too, it can be a part of this, what I define as the reshoring of textiles uh, in the Carolinas to, to get a hold of this product right at the ground level, literally at the ground level, and um, uh, build the supply chain, build the jobs, uh, tell the story, and and not let this get gobbled up and globalize, globalized like we've learned uh, in the past with other, you know, uh, the apparel, our apparel history where we decided to, you know, chase the world, you know, run around the world chasing cheap labor and then leaving uh, tens of thousands of people here without jobs. So I think it's it can be an environmental impact, higher quality impact, and it can be an economic impact, all to the positive. So I know you have a vision with hemp. So where do you see your business, let's say in three years or four years from now, when hemp is prevalent? You know, there's uh, still a lot of work that has to be done and is being done now uh, because the Hemp is such a different uh, product than cotton. So we've got to work on building that infrastructure out uh, beyond the farm and to the place it's a yarn state. So that infrastructure, the conversation happening, the players are being brought to the table. So that's going to take a couple years in itself. Um, but I, I, I see because of the nature of the hemp fiber and the nature of cotton fiber uh, in the market that we are now, t-shirt market, it will be a blend. It'll be a 50-50 or 75-25. So I see, uh, you know, keeping our um, hands in both. But we're hoping, as it says, when I mentioned earlier, the cotton that we're using for cotton in Carolina now is, you know, conventional GMO cotton. But we're in process with the uh, NC State University, North Carolina State University. To, they're doing a three-year trial to see if they can address the issue that we had with organic cotton in North Carolina, which is weeds, and developing a cover crop that can be planted over the wintertime. Um, so hopefully in three years, we'll have organic cotton back in North Carolina. We'll have hemp back in North Carolina. And then we want to basically be on the front line of that to make sure that great fiber that will be produced, we keep in the Carolinas to produce product here and to basically continue to grow jobs here. Fantastic. So we've covered quite a bit. Is there anything else that you would like to bring up about you or your business there, Eric? Uh, coach, I guess one thing I've learned in my uh, 38 years of business, it takes a community. Um, you know, business is complicated these days. There are a lot of things going on, so we need a lot of people like yourself and what you're doing. There's not one person that has all the answers or has all the solutions. 
So what we try to do as a business uh, and be connected to our community, you know, how can we uh, give and how can we benefit from connecting with people like yourself? Because it's just, it's, it's a, you know, this whole hemp thing in itself um, is a very, um, a lot of moving parts to it. So uh, we found there's a lot more to gain by being in a sharing, connecting community instead of striking out on your own thinking you have all the answers and you don't need anybody else's help. So I'm, I'm just excited about continuing to, to, you know, the relationship I've grown with your organization, the, the people that when you did your uh, trip here to North Carolina, again, those are just um, allies of, um, of a community that wants to build a better future for everyone. Well, that's super, Eric. So I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution. Thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate it. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And give us a review and then follow us on Facebook.com forward slash iHemp Revolution. And then like us and tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.